Welcome to Tech in the Right Direction, the podcast. This week, I'll be speaking with Nemia Amea. Nemia is the Demand Generation Director at Yonium, a digital media and marketing professional with expertise in the North American and Latin American markets. She holds a BA in Broadcast Media from the University of North Texas and has worked with brands such as Univision Communications, Verizon, Levi's, Macy's, and Cedar Fair Entertainment. She resides in Dallas, Texas with her nine-year-old daughter. Hello, Nimia. This is Jennifer. Nice to have you on the show. Welcome. Hi, thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Great. So let's get started. So Nimia, as a woman in tech, can you share with us your career journey and how you got to where you are today? Yes, absolutely. I'd be happy to. Um, My career journey was very it was not linear at all. I think most of us can agree that our journeys have never been that way. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. That's straightforward. But really, I have a degree in um, broadcast journalism. I wanted to be a news anchor. That was my dream growing up. And, you know, I did everything right. I got the right internship. I got the right job. Um, and then I realized that it wasn't for me. Um, and then shortly after that, I decided to kind of dig deep into my into myself and figure out what am I good at? And I found out that I'm very good at mentoring and advising mm-hmm. students. I used to do that as a student employee at the University of North Texas. And so I had a short stint, well, not too short, about four or five years working in higher ed, mm-hmm. um, which I loved. But then I realized, again, another another time when I'm like, this is not what I want to do for the rest of my life. Um, I'm fulfilled, but not 100%. Mm-hmm. And then thanks to my network, I, I believe in networking very much. I was able to decide, decided, let's go corporate. Let's try the corporate world and see, you know, there was a business side of me that really wanted to come out. And I decided to go work um, for a digital media agency as a um, software specialist. Oh. So basically, I it was an entry level position. I learned I learned their specific software and I would train others on how to use it. And it was very entry level, but I I was able to get that job because a friend referred me. And that's when my corporate journey began. And I loved it. I did that for about four years. Throughout those four years, I eventually became a project coordinator, eventually a project manager. And my paths merged with marketing. And that was my first experience with marketing, with the marketing team. And that's when I knew, ooh, marketing, what is this? And I fell in love with the entire field. Um, mm. and then I, once again, I decided, you know what, let's switch. It's never too late. I was about 26 years old and I decided it's never too late. And I looked into my network. I asked who could refer me for a marketing specialist role or marketing coordinator role. And sure enough, this position came up and it was made for me. It was a marketing specialist for Latin America at a software company. Mm. I speak Spanish. I have happened to have a minor in Latin American studies. And I, it's an entry-level position, um, of course, because my friend referred me again, my network, I was mm-hmm. able to get the role. And um, from there, marketing was just it. This is this is definitely my calling. And so that's been kind of my journey into the tech space, working for three, this is the third global company I work for, and it's been great ever since. That's great. So, you know, at, at one point you were a news anchor and you said that was not for you. Uh, how did you know that? Because I think a lot of women are doing things that may not be for them, but they don't know it yet. So how did you know that it was not for you? Were you not fulfilled? 
How did it feel? Yeah, I I think I know when something's not clicking anymore. When I was, I had the Sunday blues big time. Mm-hmm. I was dreading going to work. And that is not a good feeling for no. me. No, yeah. So I remember thinking, one, the hours were pretty crazy because in, in the news world, you have to work 24-7. You have to work nighttime. You have to work mm-hmm. holidays. Um, it's fun, but I realized, oh, I don't have the personality to handle this role. Mm-hmm. Um um, you know, the, the, the crazy schedule, uh, I like structure. So that mm-hmm. was definitely not it. And I think that was a big reason I was unfulfilled and I had the Sunday blues. I just dreaded going to work every day to the point where I was getting, and this is something very personal, but I was getting kind of panic attacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and I realized this is bad for my mental health. I, I need to find something else. This is not it. And I've never been afraid to try new things, but it was scary the first time I decided to switch gears. Yeah, and that's that's major when it's starting to affect your health. That mm-hmm. is really a big piece of it. So great. Okay, thank you for that. Now you you're no stranger to challenges. Could you describe one of your biggest challenges and how you overcame it? Yes. Um, my biggest challenge, career-wise, was whenever I became a director of marketing, essentially a head of marketing uh, for a previous software company I worked at. I remember. I had a moment where everyone was asking for answers from me mm. and was coming to me for leadership. And that's when I was like, oh, I'm supposed to be guiding them. And it was very, you know, imposter syndrome kind of kicked in. And I thought, wait, I don't know what I'm doing. But that was probably the biggest challenge is overcoming imposter syndrome and realizing mm. I got this job because I'm qualified. There's a reason they put me in charge. And I got better at it. So it's really yep. about building that confidence. But that was the biggest challenge is realizing, okay, I'm in charge now and I have to be confident about it. But I did it with a lot of late nights, a lot of work outside of work, trying to become a better leader, a lot of leadership courses that I did on the side um, to really build that confidence. But that was definitely the biggest challenge. That's, that's so good that you said that because so many women go through that every day and it is a big challenge. And um you know, we have to bring the confidence, find the confidence to overcome that. And that is through a lot of hard work, like you said. Absolutely. That's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're also the first person in your family to earn a college degree. Can you share with us the reaction of your family and how's, how it's helped others in your family maybe pursue college educations? Yeah, absolutely. So it's been great. You know, it wasn't always easy. My mom has always been college education, you have to go get a degree. Mm-hmm. My father mm-hmm. on the other side, being a farmer, I'm a farmer's daughter. Mm-hmm. He thought, why do you need to go to college? You got, you have a high school degree, go get a job now. And uh-huh. so it took a lot of convincing my father why education was important, why I wanted to go and pursue a degree, being the first one in my family to do so. But you know what? Four years later, my dad was the proudest man as I walked across That's that great. stage. Uh-huh. Yes, it was just, I mean, he was glowing. And then um, it's I've seen a domino effect because, you know, I have younger cousins who have now also gone to the same university I went to. Um, you know, my niece is a senior in high school right now, and she's coming to me for advice on applying for scholarships, applying for universities. And so it starts with one person, but I've right. definitely seen it. What a, great, what a great mentor you can be to them, you know, especially your niece uh, who probably... Yes you know, go through some of the same confidence challenges and, and job challenges in her career. So having you there is going to be amazing for her 
as she goes through that part of the journey. Um, What a great example that you set for the rest of your family, you know, to go into college because it's just going to help them have better lives and better jobs and all of those things. Yeah, I agree. And it's so nice to, to see that trickle, trickle down effect of it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that one of your passions is to increase confidence in young women, especially immigrants. How have you accomplished this? You know, I am an immigrant. I am first generation. um, So I, I've I've experienced the challenges that a lot of women, young women are going to go through. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think what I love to do is I love mentoring and my, my, when I was an advisor in, in the higher education world, I worked specifically with uh, undocumented and first generation immigrant immigrant students. Mm-hmm. And so I had I got I received a lot of experience from that job so much that now I like to volunteer with associations in Dallas. And also, uh, I love to go speak at events like at the exam, for example, the local community colleges or high schools and just share my experience with them. So anywhere I'm invited to speak, I'll go. Um, You know, I also love to mentor um, um, local students and and help them with everything. You know, maybe they just need advice on figuring out what career they want to choose, or maybe they don't know if college is an option for them. Um, Yeah. That's great. I mean, how, how great it is to give back, right? Um, yes, things that you've forget. learned and you've you've been through the trenches with it. So it's it's not just talking about it. It's really firsthand experience, which is so valuable. And it's so and that's so fulfilling. Mm-hmm. Um, I love my job in higher ed, but I knew there was more I could do. And now I get to do I fulfilled my own personal career and I'm also giving back, which is great. That's great. That's great. Really, really give you a lot of credit for that. Now, you're Thank a leader you. in your field. So what is it like being an immigrant and a woman in a male-dominated field? What does it feel like? Is there still more confidence that you have to grow? Is there, do you feel like you're there now? You know what to do? Kind of tell us uh, how does it feel on a daily basis when you're faced in this industry? I'm definitely there now. It wasn't always in the beginning. I think in the beginning, I struggled. You know, it was hard to be the the only woman in, in meetings, uh, the only mm-hmm. Latina woman in meetings, mm-hmm. working mm-hmm. mom in meetings. And but I had to really work on my confidence and again, overcome that imposter syndrome. I'm supposed to be here. I'm supposed to speak up. Mm-hmm. I need to speak my mind. And so now it's so nice. I think my personality also helps. that I'm very outgoing. Um, mm-hmm. And so I love being in those meetings. I love representing my gender, representing my culture, representing working mothers. Um, it's it's nice. Of course, I want more women in those meetings with me, which is why I love to give back and and always say, yes, there, I need more female executives, more in tech, in other industries. And, you know, just more women in leadership positions will be great. But but it definitely took some confidence. And now it's it's just, um, you know, easy. That's great. I mean, it's not it hasn't been easy. Uh, you had to work a lot on it, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you had to work continuously to get there. But what a great accomplishment that you feel like, you know, you have the strength, you have the voice, you have the confidence to sit in those meetings, even if you're the only Latina woman, you know, in the room, yeah. you, you feel like, okay, I know my I know my stuff, I can do this. <laughs> You know, I That's almost good. see it as a superpower. Like mm-hmm. I'm the only woman in this room. This is right. 
I'm representing. It's great. That's great. That's great. So, Nemia, who inspires you and why? My parents. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot, I know it sounds kind of cliche, but it's true. My father mm-hmm. is the hardest working man I know. Being a farmer, being an immigrant, he's the first one that moved to the U.S. and he knew he wanted to bring his whole family for better opportunities and a better life. So I'm so grateful mm-hmm. to him because he's the reason I'm here. Right. He's the reason I have an education. He's the reason I was able to thrive in this country. So love my dad and he inspires me to this day. He's retired. But he decided to get a job on the side because he just can't stay still. <laughs> He's, He's so hardworking that he has to work. He has to continue to work. He's one of those. Yes. And then my mother, my mother, I love her. She's so, you know, she may not, neither one of them has an education beyond elementary school. But mm-hmm. man, my mother is so outgoing. I get her personality. She, even though she speaks not, you know, broken English, she is a woman that will go out there and speak and meet people and be outgoing and network. Mm -hmm. I remember she's my biggest cheerleader. And when I told her, hey, mom, I want to go to college, she was like, yes, let's go visit schools. And she would be, you know, asking questions in Spanish, but, Mm -hmm. you know, with her English as best as she could. Mm -hmm. And I just admire seeing her put herself out there, even though it was hard and it was scary. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, you know, she's an immigrant to this country, too. And yeah. but she wants to give back to her kids and she wants you to have the confidence. So she's doing it to kind of show it to you. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. Your parents seem like they are just amazing and really, really good role models for you. Yeah, exactly. And I, I mean, to this day, my mother, she never once told me that's impossible. Everything mm-hmm. I wanted to do, she said, let's do, you can it. do it. And I yep. try to do the same for my daughter. Yep. And that's so true. And that's, that's what I did for my girls and, you know, anything that they, they want to do, they can, you know, there's no set rules. There's nothing Mm -hmm. that says that they can't. And I really believe that and they believe it. So that that's very important to build that confidence for them with them. So important since from that moment, they're little girls. Right. Right. And, you know, I, I always say that we raise girls differently than boys. I mean, you know, when a girl is crying, we, we nurture the girl and, you know, make mm-hmm. sure that, you, but when a boy cries, it's like, no, suck it up. You know, you can't cry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's a different kind of parenting and we just have to build that confidence in girls early on because that's, that's where they can get it from is from their family and their upbringing. Absolutely. And, and yeah, I am a true believer in that. Yeah, me too. So um, this is great. I love talking to you about this. Um, So this is a selfish question because I love to travel and I like to add to my bucket list. So where is your most favorite place that you've traveled to and why? I had the opportunity to visit Sweden last year. Okay. Um, My company, Unium, uh, that I work for currently, they were born in Sweden. It's based out of Sweden. Okay. And and so I I was very fortunate to have the opportunity to visit our Stockholm office in Sweden. And it was my first time in Europe. So you can imagine it was Mm -hmm. just such an amazing trip. The country's beautiful. The city's beautiful. Meeting Mm -hmm. my colleagues that I usually see remotely. Um, was great Um, but I think so far my that's been my favorite trip Um, and I mean what what made it so favorite what what do you think was like one or two things that really stood out for you was it the people was it the food the culture what 
I think it was the culture. It was different. It's a different culture. Um, mm -hmm. So it was nice to see. I, I love experiencing new cultures and new things. So uh -huh. it was really cool to go to a different country where, um, you know, maybe they think differently, where they were enjoying the nice few days of, of, of spring uh, or rather fall before it snows and then they're, uh -huh. you know, stuck at home in the cold. Um, but the architecture, Stockholm is such a beautiful city. They have amazing architecture. Everyone walks everywhere. I love that. Mm -hmm. It's very, very much like New York, but a smaller mm -hmm. New York. Uh, well, I'll have to add Sweden to my list because I have not been there. And that sounds really amazing. It was it was such a great trip. I hope to go back this year um, and and, and go meet more teams. Yeah. How did you, how did you feel about like the team that you met that was remote, but then you met them in person? Did you feel like you've known them already, or did it feel like a new experience? It felt you know it felt good because even though I've met them over the computer and we've had Zoom meetings mm -hmm. and whatnot, mm -hmm. meeting them and for some of them it was like oh yes we're friends we're still friends this just made it even better. Um, for some of them they opened up more in person. So yeah. it was so good to build those relationships. And therefore, that makes me, you know, now that I'm in the U.S. and they're back and they're still in Sweden, when we talk, you know, I have a better, stronger You have a new bond with them. with them, yeah. Yes. So it's been, it's been great. That's uh, great. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, this has been such an honor and such a pleasure chatting with you. And thank you for all your good work you're doing for mentoring and speaking to young girls giving them the confidence that they need because that's so critical. So what advice would yeah. you give to a, a woman that might be seeking a career in the tech industry? The best advice I can give is what well, to be confident. And if you're not confident, work on that confidence. Okay. You know, there is, as I love how we were speaking about how we have to build confident little girls uh, to become mm -hmm. amazing women. There was a book that I read once where I love self-help books and career books mm -hmm. and all of that good stuff. And it said that a lot of women don't apply for jobs unless they meet 100% of the qualifications. Yep, that's very true. Very and true. then maybe meet two out of five and they go for it. Yep, yep. And that really struck me. And, and it's helped me in my career because I've been like, you know what? I'm going to go for it because I know I can do it. So that's confidence. Having that yes. confidence. Believe in yourself. And Absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, and if you want a career in tech, believe that you can do it, you know, and then the, that ties to my second advice. Find a mentor. Um, mentors are super important and it doesn't have to be someone that, you know, personally, for example, you know, people will help you if you just ask if there's someone you admire at a company that you want to work for or maybe you want to work in a similar space. Send them a send them a LinkedIn message, send them a connect, send them a nice note asking for virtual coffee. Um, let them know you want to pick their brain. You know, I love getting messages like that with with um, recently I had an opening for an internship. And um, I, I hire an intern, but there was a few other outstanding young women that just really popped in my mm -hmm. in my mind. And I and I reached out to them and I told them, hey, I'm available to mentor you as you need. You know, I would love That's to help amazing. you with your career. Because if you add, you know, I love my own mentors and I love to give back. So I would say find a mentor and build that confidence. Um, That's great advice. Think. Great advice. Great advice. Thank you for that. Can you share with our listeners how they can get a hold of you? Yes. Um, LinkedIn is the best way. Um, mm -hmm. Find me on LinkedIn. I, 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 you know, connect with me, send me a message. Um, I'd love to 
find, find you know mentor you find out about your own personal stories or just become friends i'd love that yeah. I love that. I love that we've connected and hopefully mm -hmm. we can be friends, you know, and continue yes. this relationship because we, we both are passionate about the same thing. So thank you again. I love Nina. it. It's great. I just loved chatting with you today. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for listening to Tech in the Right Direction. Please take a minute to subscribe or follow so that you never miss an episode. Also, don't forget to like, share, and comment. Thank you. See you next week. From IT skill enhancements to end user adoption training, Directions Training is your resource to help optimize the effectiveness of your technology investments. Over half a million students have taken advantage of our wide selection of technology and business training solutions covering the most popular applications today, such as Microsoft 365, Azure, Windows 10, and more. As a podcast listener, we invite you to take advantage of an exclusive offer. Receive 30 days of free access to our Microsoft official curriculum, on-demand courses for IT professionals or end users. Visit us at www.directionstraining.com slash podcast to claim this offer today. Hurry, this offer is only available for a limited time. Success is a journey. Ask for directions.